0: here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play it, just play it. Three sports, one lead. Welcome to a pod.
1: Yo, 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 yo! welcome episode four of tough pod it's a four-man pod once again we're into week 15 of the nfl season we're six days away from tip off of the first nba game of the season and i'm accompanied as always by my boys my brother of blood on a four-man pod this week let's start it off niz how we doing man how you been
0: well, uh just want to shout out to uh, Kendrick for hooking us up with that uh, that new intro. <laughs> uh, he and I were in the lab this weekend, really grinding it out. It took us about, I, I want to say, 16 hours. Uh, but you know, he's a professional as am I. Uh, so, you know, we do what we do. And um, another pound town lock of the week hit. So I'm feeling pretty good.
1: <laughs> shout out to you, Nate. Just on the cuff, took a day off of work, which I assume was specifically for making the intro to this uh, podcast here. You guys can't see it in the video, but as it was going, there was four heads bobbing. There was some boxing shadow punches thrown in the middle of it. There was a lot of head banging. It's a great intro. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Uh, Ange, how we doing, man? You're fresh off your first podcast. How's the week, Mindia?
2: Yeah, uh, week's been decent, uh, settling in pretty well, I feel. Uh, today, uh, little disappointing as a Tottenham Hotspur fan. We had a big matchup today with Liverpool uh, for first place, sole possession of first place place in the Premier League, and we gave up a goal in the 90th minute to to catch that L. So uh, not a great uh, middle of the day, but then uh, hit Costco after work and got a few things for the house, including the Everything Bagel seasoning that we've been uh, in
1: dire need of. So uh, things are turning around. A Costco run just puts a man in a good mood, let me tell you. It, it's just a good thing, just a random thing to do on a day. And to come up with something great like the everything bagel seasoning, mm, yeah, it was real good. It was a dub. And last but not least, again, my own brother, Jesse, the last week. How's it been for you, man? How you doing?
3: I'm doing well. I'm on uh, week three of uh, not working, um, so I'm running out of things <laughs> to do around the house. Uh, I'm still getting paid. Shout out there, uh, fellow tough leaguer sauce. Um, but, you know, had a 3 no week last week, and when you get bored, uh, all you want to do is some action. I just, I just want to bet every single day. Um, so let's, go, let's get into it. Three weeks off work, more to come, and the
1: tough league recording every Wednesday night is basically what you're looking forward to. Correct. So let's get into it, boys. I'm doing great, if anyone's wondering, but I'm the host. No one cares. I'm here to move <laughs> things along. Let's go straight into what we like to call now Two weeks in a row, and I don't have to repeat it. And now it's Musser's musings. What's going on in tough league, Nate? Tell us what's happening.
0: Well, first, let's throw it back to you.
1: Tell us one nice thing that's happened to you in the last week. One nice thing that's happened to you this week. You know, I'm a big I'm a big Christmas guy, and okay. we got this advent calendar in the house. But it's not the typical like break the uh, the perforated window to get some like stale chocolate to eat. It's a really nice wooden one with some gold numbers on it. It has a wreath on it. It has There's like this, this insert that you put in to move the days along so you can get a countdown to Christmas as it goes along. And every day, it's my job to move it one day closer. Right now, I'm staring right at it, nine days to go till Christmas. Uh, and tomorrow, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to move it to eight. And it's, my, it's the highlight of every morning. And then I go and make, make coffee, get, up, get, get a bowl of cereal, um, love the holidays uh, and everything involved with it, whether it's uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Festivus, whatever it is, I'm all in. So I'm in a great mood guys. I love it. I love it. I, I,
0: I think that's a huge responsibility and I, I wouldn't want anybody <laughs> else doing it.
2: Yeah. The fact that Katie trusted you to, uh, to do that. Every, unreal. I mean, yeah. 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 That's uh,
1: no wonder really, you put a ring on it. That's I've really thing. evolved in this relationship to, to move in the advent calendar along. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy about it.
3: I'll take the, uh, I'll take the under on you missing one day. <laughs>
1: several already <laughs> i'm like wait it's 13 days away from christmas already i think it's supposed to be at nine now <laughs> all right uh gonna
0: recap uh the last week of the regular season for our fantasy tough league Um, gonna just be a little bit uh, more casual this week i had it all scripted out last time and now i'm just gonna kind of shoot from the hip and, and see how that goes um First, we start with the devastation. Brady came in uh, in fifth place. Um, he was spoiled by our own Logan Ridge, who pulled out a two-point victory. Uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs did their best um, in that uh, Monday night game. There was a long run that was called back uh, by Allen late in the game. Uh, there was a holding penalty. Might have given Brady the win. It was very, very close. Uh, he had Aaron Jones put up about uh, six points because Matt LaFleur just doesn't like him being out there. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the the game plan was there, but didn't give it to him. Um, and then Zeke's been a little bit inconsistent and hobbled, and he put up a, a 6.9 a nice on nice. the Bengals. <laughs> and Braid misses the playoffs despite having the second most total points scored.
1: Brutal. No, I don't I don't want Braid to get mad at me. I want to this to, to go back on another tough league. I'm going to blame uh big t for trading me Kenyon drake who got me a, a solid 15 and a half points uh, that would not have happened if i didn't make that trade and maybe braid wins and also just the sharp move of starting cam Akers. that's all gonna yeah, say about cam that, so.
0: cam went bonkers i meant to make a note of that like that was a dope play and
1: uh yeah just
0: tough to see that for braid uh he's hanging on by a, a thread most days so i can't imagine he's doing <laughs> super well today but <laughs> We <laughs> just all all the love out to him uh today uh jess also played a little spoiler uh he was up against al uh al was the top seed coming into the week um but the victory from the 10th spot uh gives jess uh, drops al down to the two seed um,
1: don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> I love the snarking just He's like just the, a, the snickering from the tenth spot <laughs> and um
0: Gene uh who was also a top dog uh took another L this week uh to the South I believe um and so now it's going to be Al and Gene in uh the first round the two th- seed versus the three seed I don't like to uh badmouth any teams but but Gene has gotten a little bit lucky he has the second, <laughs> the second fewest uh, total points. Um, and Al's been pretty consistent. So I, I would give Al the edge in that first round matchup. If it's me. I believe uh,
3: Gene is commissioning me um, about an hour and a half to figure out how to be Al. Um, I've got the formula, it's no big deal. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. The Ooh. answer's in there. Yeah. I mean,
0: it just, it just takes the time. You got to get in the lab and you got to work it out. <laughs> uh, our uh, other podcast host here, Ange, took down T um on the back of a rejuvenated Lamar Jackson who after a mid-game mid dump came back out and led the Ravens to one of the best wins of the season. Um T got the goose egg from Noah Fant who got hurt and then only got 3 points from Terry McLaurin, Chase Claypool who was his big TD call of the week also only managed 3 points. It's not the the week to lay a big egg, which means Andrew sneaks in That's at right. the 4 yeah. seed. Uh and it now has a date with yours truly, Mr. Eight in a Row. Mm. Just yeah. as Andrew stated last night, the hottest team yeah. around, <laughs> yeah. just on fire. Um, I've had some past poor performances in the playoffs, and, and I'm just i not allowing it this time. We've had a team meeting. The guys are motivated. <laughs> A-Rod and Devonte just might put up like 90 between them um and you know i'm coming in strong i put up 145 last week and i'm just i really want to prove uh that i'm i'm the commissioner of of note for this season
2: <laughs> oh I, I, well, well we'll find out in the first round of the playoffs first let me uh give a thank you to logan for uh pulling that win over brady because had that not happened i'd be sitting outside uh watching you guys have all fun inside while i get rained on uh second off the, the the biggest thing is, is getting that fourth spot. The fourth spot versus the fifth spot is so massive as far as the final standings in tough league. Because in the fourth spot, you're guaranteed a top four finish. Fifth spot, you have to win two games just to keep your position when it comes down to the point total at the end of the year. So uh I'm feeling very fortunate to be in the fourth. And now I'm playing with house money. So uh, I know Nate's feeling good, eight in a row. Uh, but my guys are loose. We're having a great week of practice. And, uh, you know, we have we have it all to play for, but nothing to lose. and
1: it into your heart i've I've actually legitimately since we've done this podcast gotten questions from people uh that have listened all of our um 13 listeners how toughly works so getting these little anecdotes of how the scoring the overall scoring i think is the biggest thing people have uh don't really understand how it works so getting those little tidbits in there um helps a lot and i do uh want to add one more thing that i forgot and we'll cut it out but let's move on <laughs> okay um,
2: so no there, there's there was one thing that i i was thinking about doing is is creating like a public uh, google doc um obviously people couldn't like edit it but they could see um we can have like our our current standings historical standings all that kind of stuff basically make that accessible to anybody we could pin that at the top of our twitter um so people can check out um you know like the live standings yes. how the scoring yeah. works and all that kind of stuff so people can kind of follow along with us
1: yeah, because I think we're getting, we've got a legitimate interest in a three-team fantasy league. So, before you move on to your last piece of Musser's musings, did the top four teams all lose the last week before playoffs? Or I did was it one te- Besides, your you were in the top four coming into this week. I was, And you yeah. pulled the victory off, but one, two, and four? Four, yeah. Lost. Yeah. Wow. Huge week in tough league. Big movers. Finish us off.
0: Yeah, just one of those things where you're like watching these scores and it's like any given play could change how the how the landscape of our playoffs goes. So kind of fun. Um, Maybe not for for Braid, but uh, (laughs) he'll be back. Um, Just just extra news and notes. uh, So, you know, that that there isn't really like a these dynasties that are going year after year. We've got T who finished uh, third place last year um, and won the year before, did not make it to the playoffs this year. Um, sauce i believe was uh one of our top dogs last year also failed to make the playoffs so uh gene and al were last and second to last respectively in in football last year and both are playoff teams this year so we've got some some nfc south vibes going where the last place team (laughs) can can rise from the ashes and make things real interesting so should be fun i'm gonna win um and oh i love it I love it. Absolutely love it. The squad is firing on all cylinders and I'm just,
1: I'm not, I'm not worried. I like how you just say that in jest, like, we're not going to like catch it. I'm going to win and then we'll move on to the next thought immediately. And you know, (laughs) uh, the competitive balance is strong in tough league right now. Let me tell you people second to last and last to first and second uh, majority way through the season. It's pretty great to see boys. Any last thoughts on the, the tough league going into playoff tough football going into playoffs
2: yeah if there's anybody in uh green bay wisconsin um that doesn't like the football team if you want to take like a, a bat to maybe uh aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams ankles maybe put them out just for just <laughs> hobble them maybe just like, they don't have to miss the game necessarily but at least bang them up a little bit uh help me out i'd, I'd appreciate that
1: We'll see. I I got some family in Wisconsin, but just huge Green Bay Packer (laughs) Uh fans. So I won't pass the pot pot uh, along to them in case they want to protect people and get some uh, protection out for A-Rod and Devontae. But uh, uh, we'll see. And you know what what week 15 of uh, football season means? It means that the season's almost ending. And typically, it means that we have a a lull between – we have basketball season starting up or in the midst of basketball season. But – in the COVID-filled 2020, the basketball season is six days away. We it feels like the basketball season just ended, you know, because it literally did 66 days. Yeah, how did sixty?
2: Can you remind me how it Sixty-six
1: days ago, it ended, and our our fellow contributor here, Andrew, who, who barely won? had the chance to enjoy his Lakers victory. That's right. While the rest of us just want the season to start immediately. So we don't have to think about the Lakers and LeBron being champions <laughs> as you guys, as you listeners don't know, Andrew, if you don't, if you don't know, Andrew is a, a Laker fan. He got to enjoy his, his championship victory after watching the Warriors uh, make the finals five years in a row and win three of them. So going in to this 2020 2021 season starting on December 22nd, the Lakers are rolling in as reigning NBA champs. I'm giving mm-hmm. you your light here, and mm-hmm. feels good. I know you're just getting the warm fuzzies, the Man. butterflies, a little tingle down I'm low. Shirt off, I'm getting uh, a lot of.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> let's let's see it all. The first time since 2010 they're coming into the season as, as a reigning NBA champions. The Heat have basically brought back the same exact team. Uh, the Warriors are looking to reestablish themselves as West, as a Western Conference powerhouse now that they're relatively healthy, minus Klay Thompson. Giannis just signed his Supermax with Milwaukee, so obviously they're looking to make that title run. James Harden is out there looking like he ate too many wings at a strip club. Uh, KD. In his preseason debut, looked like Spry, like an injury never happened, like he hasn't played in in two years. He looked great out there. So obviously, him and Kyrie are eyeing a return to the NBA Finals. Do the Sixers got one more run in them before the team gets torn up and Ben Simmons goes somewhere, and Embiid goes somewhere else? Well, uh, it, it is yet to be determined. Obviously, the newly extended Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are looking to make their uh, their push in the playoffs and be the and bring that franchise to the Western Conference Finals for the first time, which the Clippers have never done, surprisingly, as I looked that up earlier today. And obviously it means they have never been to the finals. Luka Doncic is currently the favorite to win the MVP award, even though his team doesn't really have a shot at uh, making the finals. And um, it just looks like there's a lot of competition out there. There's not one or two teams. There's a handful of teams yeah. that can make things happen. Superstars have gone to different places. KD's making his debut somewhere else. Russell Westbrook, we might see James Harden somewhere else in the next couple of weeks or months. Who knows what happens. So with that being said, get those vocal cords warmed up, boys. Get those debate hats on and let's rev up Ring, ding, 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 ding. that hot take machine, which I don't have to tell Jesse because that thing is constantly roaring. Let's talk a little NBA. Huh? It, it's the season is 6 days away. We got we we're like a week into preseason games already. We got an idea of how rotations are working, how teams are looking, uh h- how everything is working together. So I want to start off uh Nate, I'm going to start with you. We're talking over under on win totals. It's a weird season. It's starting in December much like the what was it? The 2012-2013 lockout season. It's going to be a 72 game season. Keep that in mind as we're talking these over under. So Nate, you're looking at over unders you're looking at lineups you're looking where people went what is the one glaring over under that just like that looks wrong i'm betting the over i'm betting the under lay it on us uh well i i kind of dropped this in the in the chat the
0: other day um because it was a number that jumped out at me um as i was as i was checking out the preliminary numbers it's a team that is still very young and uh they've had some injury issues. And so there's a little bit of risk associated with this pick. Um, But the Sacramento Kings are at 27 and a half on the win total. Um, And I just, I love their squad. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I think is one of the most underrated uh, point guards. He's had some injury issues. Buddy Heald might be the second best shooter in the, in the NBA. Now that Clay Thompson's down, he is legitimately a three-point threat. Harrison Barnes is one of my least favorite players in the NBA, but he does have his, (laughs) he does have his, uh, his place. And I love, I love the front court of Marvin Bagley. And they added Hassan Whiteside and Hassan Whiteside. If he continues (laughs) that career rejuvenation, he's just going to protect the rim. Going to let Bagley be a little bit more uh, productive on the offensive end. Um, I know they lost uh, one of the Bogdanoviches, and, and they might've thinned out their bench a little bit, but I think that starting five is money. Um, I know they're going to be playing a lot of teams in the West, but 28 and 44 is all they need for this to hit the over. I'm I'm locking that in over 27 and a half wins
1: for the Sacramento Kings. I love that. And I saw some exasperation from uh, from Jesse over there on that pick. It sounds like that's one he wanted to make. And I, 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 thought about writing it down myself and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna make myself go forth because I'm just a absolute gentleman as a podcast host." And I was like, "There's no way that Kings 27 and a half is getting to me." So I think that's a great pick. And what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the team. Uh, I mean, this probably isn't the most uh, the sharpest pick because I think a lot of people have kind of penned these guys to uh, be a, an improved squad. Um, it, it, and it was probably the hottest team in the bubble, and that would be uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, they add CP3. They had Jay Crowder. Uh, they had the tenth pick in the draft. They got Jalen Smith out of Maryland. Um, it's another year for DeAndre Ayton. He's been improving, uh, you know, each each season. Um, and they had 34 wins last year. So I think for them to improve five wins, I don't think that's that's asking too much. Um, so their over/under is 38 and a half. Um, and, and I think they're probably going to get to. I mean, 42. They can go 42 and 30. They're going to be battling for a playoff spot. Um, I think they have the the talent, the veteran leadership now with um, CP3 and Crowder. And special shout out uh, to Ciz, uh for not keeping Devin Booker <laughs> and, and me being able to pick oh him up as, as the first yeah. pick in the draft. So, Devin Booker is now, now I have a uh, a vested interest in the Suns. So, um, yeah, I'm putting my money on the Suns uh, to get more than 38 and a half wins.
1: And let like me it. tell you, Sis picked Kyrie Irving over Devin Booker <sighs> as her keeper. Was that the ultimate decision? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I oh mean, Ky- Kyrie's
0: good for the the 24 games of the season. You're going to get him. So yeah, exactly. is that
1: 24 in a 72 game season, or we have yeah, to go down to yeah, like a 19 not. games on a 72 game season? Yeah. <laughs> I I like that pick, Ang, and I I just love
0: watching Devin Booker play basketball. He's got to be one of the the best true scorers of the last decade. He just fucking mm-hmm. puts the ball in the hoop, and it's yeah. Great.
2: I was I was able to catch the uh, beginning of the they played the Lakers today, or they're playing right now, I think, in the preseason, and I caught the very beginning of it because LeBron was playing. I just got home from Costco, threw it on, um, and th- I, they were they were running the Lakers out of the building. I think they're up like they want like a 13-0 run. They're up big. They're looking good. So um, yeah, I think I think they're going to be a fun team to watch as well.
1: I like that pick too, uh, and I might come back to that one a little later in the in the podcast, just a little again, just teasing the people out there. But uh, let's go into Jez. Uh, what do you got for us on your over under? I think one of yours got sniped, so I think you might have been scrambling. I don't know. Maybe hope you had a couple written down. What do you got?
3: Uh, no, I was not scrambling. Uh, my hot take machine <laughs> electricity, so I'm always running hot take machines. <laughs> um, yes, Nate did pick my number one uh, Kings over. I had done a lot of research, had a bunch of stuff written down, but you know what? That's part of the podcast. I've deleted it. I hope I was called on first. I wasn't. My next one was Denver Nuggets over 44 and a half wins. Woo! They had, they had 46 wins in a 73 game season last year, and they're only getting better. Their young core of Jamal Murray and Jokic and uh, Michael Porter Jr. is just, they're just getting better. Room to improve. Um, I think they're the two seed in the West next year, and um, uh, over 44 is easy.
1: Wow, and now I want to I give a little tough league tidbit here and how the bubble affected, uh, or not the bubble, but COVID slash bubble affected tough league. Is we had our NBA rosters uploaded into Yahoo the other day, and a a play that should have never been left out in free agency was left out there in one Michael Porter Jr. just sitting in free agency, waiting to be picked up. I believe think t got him i can't remember but uh, i put in a waiver claim uh, unfortunately it was only the fifth waiver i did not get him uh and i think if the draft for the nba team or the mega draft happened after the bubble porter would have been drafted really early but he did not get drafted and he comes out in the bubble plays really well and is going to establish himself as a great player so we got denver at 44 and a half for jez over that pick and i was hoping when you guys would steal it from me because i do not want to play homer on a podcast here, but you're telling me <laughs> I can bet on the Warriors to be over 500. That's what you're giving me is over 500. You say, Logan, here, here, just bet the Warriors over 500 and you win money. Now I'm going to be like, sir, please give me my money and go away. Cause it's the easiest, yes, I'll take. So give me the Warriors over 36 and a half points. Right now, Vegas has them as the eighth seed. That is so disrespectful. Almost disrespectful as Nate saying, buddy he was a better shooter as Steph Curry five minutes ago. Oh. I said second
0: best. Behind
2: Clay. Clay
1: Thompson.
0: Oh no, no. I I meant now that Clay was injured, he's the second. Active
1: player. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Oh, I had that just just in the in the absolute magazine, ready to fire it off. My apologies. But Warriors over 36 and a half wins. They're not going to get the A-seed. They'll be in the middle and, and will probably be a little better. And I think Wiseman's going to be a big part of that. Draymond looks like he lost a lot of weight. He's probably going to play his defensive stalwart uh, position like he always does. Kelly Uber looks like he's going to fill the role of Klay Thompson amicably. Uh, give me the Warriors over 36 and a half. It's not a homer pick. It's just the Warriors are going to be over 500. They're going to be better than the A-seed. It's plain and simple. It's not that difficult. So, there was
2: there was a sorry hop in. There was one uh that I also considered uh pretty heavily and that was the Rockets under 34 and a half. Hey
3: too. There could be some value <laughs> there.
2: there. Could be some value there to get in now before if Harden leaves, you know, I that that I is going to be expected to drop. So that might be a good one to, to keep an eye out as well.
1: I think that's a I literally had that one written down. I just saw Pillsbury Doughboy Harden out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was camera angles, the extra layers of the warm ups, or what it was, but he was not looking. Yeah,
2: I was wondering why Rick Ross is trending on Twitter. And then it's not him. It's actually James Harden.
1: What's better than that viral photo of Rick Ross laying back in his his just like the boobies? Shout out out all the the bellies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got our picks in. Quick recap Kings over 27 and a half wins for Nate. these are all great picks. And Suns over 38 and a half wins. Jez with the Denver over 44 and a half wins. And myself with a homer pick of Dubs over 36 and a half. No one was thinking under. Rockets would have been my second pick if someone took the Warriors. So I, I like that as well. All so West teams.
3: All West teams.
1: All West teams. Okay. Coming from the people that follow <laughs> the Western Conference, like big shots. What I wanted to mention, I thought it was kind of interesting, is at the 36 and a half number again is the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I think they could actually – Make some waves this year in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, I think a lot of the Western Conference numbers are uh, reduced down a little bit, just because the Western Conference is so strong. Whereas the East, as it typically is, is typically more hot, uh, uh, top heavy. And the Hawks have a pretty good roster. I mean, what did Danilo say when he wanted when he signed with the Hawks? I'm um, came here to win. And I yeah. actually, I think in episode one, which no one is probably ever going to hear, is is that I question going to the Hawks if you want to win. The roster looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, like a lot does. of players in that team, and I can see that. I can see that happening.
0: Yeah, I might. I might have a little uh, Hawks chatter coming up here in our next
1: next Ooh, uh, segment, so. baby. And well, in that, that's just a perfect transition for me there. And let's just go on to another uh, section of NBA preview that we're going to talk about, and it's some dark dark horse MVP talk. And Nate, since you went first, I'm not giving you the. The, the go ahead on MVP. I'm gonna go straight to Ange here on the dark horse MVP. Uh, what do you got for us, Ange? And LeBron does not count as a dark horse, so let's 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 get past that. Scratch it out right now.
2: All right. So so I've uh, I've done this imp- impression before um, in in tough league. I sent a little video message through our, our chat, and I'm gonna uh, do it again. Little Mark Jackson. There goes that man, Kawhi Leonard. right now he is plus 2,158 for the MVP. I think, I mean, it's, it's a value pick. I think um, if somehow, I mean, I don't necessarily see it as a probability, but um, if the Clippers do make a run and have a great regular season, if if him and Paul George click on the second year, um, I think he's going to be the key to that run. Um, So you can get a really good value with him uh, over, over 2000 um, uh, on the odds for that. So um, he's my pick as a dark horse. Um, Cause I think uh, there is a chance that you could see that happen in the Western conference. Um, and if that does happen, I think he's going to be the key. So he'd be a, an automatic candidate for that uh, MVP race. So I think there's some good value there.
1: Is that one thing left off his resume as a, as a future hall of famer is just the regular season MVP.
2: Yeah. I mean, he already has the uh, San Diego state uh, alum. So that was, <laughs> that's already a shoe in. Um, but yeah, he got the two finals MVPs. Um, yeah, he just needs that regular season to to back it
1: I, up. I almost can't believe that you went through a whole Kawhi spiel and didn't mention SDSU without being prompted for it. So, you know, uh, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm 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 picking my spots here. I can't be
1: over. Unlike the top my... me, going going super homer with my yeah, picks, right. you kept the SDSU uh, Aztec yeah. um, out of it. So, props to you. I like the Kauai That's actually I didn't consider that one, but that one's actually pretty good. So, uh, the hot take machine himself. I expect something good out of here. Most, what do you got for us? It's
3: not not as spicy as you guys like, but I'm going with my boy, Jason Tatum. Uh, He's an upcoming superstar. Some would say already a fortified superstar. Still has plenty of room to improve his game. He averaged 37-7 and in January before the COVID hit. Uh, Celtics are always contenders to win the East, and, you know, um, I think they can um, definitely get into the finals, and that would just propel him into the MVP talks. Did you see, um, I think Brad Stevens said that he grew two inches – I Tatum,
0: Tatum is now six feet ten inches tall officially. Yep. Yeah, he's grown two inches since since last year. Like that's my
1: no no air quotes with that one. Who was it no. on Twitter that I called him out? He's like, Why are we lying about this? Yeah. <laughs> and then Tatum goes, Bro, I've been 19 for four years. I'm still growing. <laughs> yeah. The dude is
0: it's unreal. Like he just, I think, just turned 21 last season or whatever. And it's like the dude is a freak, and he, he is. He's still getting bigger. His body's probably going to fill out at some point, but yeah, I,
1: I like that pick a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. So we're going to go to uh, your host with the most right here uh, as the next pick, and I alluded to the Suns being a a reference back to the future points in the pod, and I'm going Devin Booker as my. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Horse MVP here. I had another one written down. Maybe we can touch on it. We might skip it. But Devin Booker, this is is a plus 7,000. This is a real Dark Horse. We're talking like deep in a black hole Dark Horse. And I have one even deeper than that. But Devin Booker, It's just a team that's going to improve and pretty much hit on most of it, right? They have an inside out game. They have guys that can play defense. They have a true point guard. They have a true center. They have a true shooting guard, obviously, and Devin Booker himself. This guy could average 30 points per game and propel this team deep into the playoffs. So give me Devin Booker as my dark horse MVP and I'll shoot it straight off to Niz for his. No rhyme intended. Um, Well, I'm I'm about to make
0: uh, some podcast history here. Um, I am going to actually live bet this person Ooh, as oh. my MVP of the year. Listen, I don't think that this person is going to win MVP, but I think it's, he's got a really good shot at it based on the talent that he's shown. Um, I'm going back to a young stud. Trey young. Oh, oh. Trey! I, I like it. I like absolutely it. absolutely love this kid's game. Um, last year as a 22 year old, he averaged 29.6 points a game, 9.3 assists. 36% from three and 86% from the free throw line. He just added Danilo Gall- Gallinari. He's got John Collins. Who's a year younger or a year older uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, mm. in the, in the squad. He's also got Rajan Rondo as his backup point guard. I think that's going to help uh, his game develop even further. Um, and they finally get a, a healthy uh, Clint Capella. I think he's going to average 10 or 11 assists get North of that 30 point mark. And if, if, the Hawks win something like forty games, which is an absurd over their uh, over/under mark. How is he not in the discussion? Like, I just think, I think he's got the skill set. He's too good.
1: I like the pick a lot, actually. It's almost like that's the point. Like when he's in his third season, and that's when the real superstars, the real MVP candidates, really start to come out and and show their dominance over the league. And I'm telling you guys right now, I'm live talking to this right now on the betting website, and as it's hitting t- risk on the money, typing in the number, and he just hit submit on the Trey Young. $1,000. Future MVP.
2: 58000
1: Whoa. Unbelievable. He really did it on the live. I can confirm that uh, with you guys right now. Do you guys have, like, a second one that you guys had written down that you wanted to talk about but no one stole your first one? Because I have one I'd like to talk about really quick. But do you guys have a really deep one by chance that you guys are really thinking about? Because I I wrote down Bam out of bio as my just absolute, like I am in a black hole for a dark horse pick right there. Yeah. Again, I think continuity in a team is very important. They're, they're a strong team that can make, that can make the finals again. And he's just improving. He came out last year. He had eight assists in his preseason game now that preseason means a ton, but I think he was plus 25,000 or something like that. And I can see that guy just having an absolute monster season. Um, and that one, I'm not saying he's going to win in any shape or form. Throw 10 bucks on it. Maybe you'll win. Twenty five hundred dollars. I don't know, but I, I just think he's a really good player that can make a huge leap this year for a team that's going to go deep into the playoffs. One guy uh, that that we've known about for a while, but who
0: just impressed the hell out of me in the bubble uh, last season, who when I got to to watch a lot more of him, was uh, Spider Mitchell Donovan. Um, I think I think the Jazz are pretty good. I think if he takes them to like a one or two seed, then he's in that discussion would love to see him like round out a little bit more. He's kind of one of those guys who can put up 25, no problem, but I would love to see him be a little bit better of a distributor, a little bit better of a rebounder. And I think if he does that, you know, there's no reason why he can't win an MVP in the next few years.
2: Is it me or does it seem like, uh, he and Jamal Murray kind of go like hand in hand or think of one, I think of the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously they had that big playoff series last year when they just like traded shots, but I just think like, uh, you know, up in the Rockies, just stud point guards that are just, that can kind of light up the stat sheet. Uh, both of them are really exciting to watch. And I wonder what Jamal Murray's uh, odds. Are. Oh, there he is, he's eleven thousand. You know, that wouldn't be worth that'd be worth a flyer, I think. I mean, we saw yeah. what he could do in the playoffs when the lights shine the brightest, and yeah, he's someone worth uh, taking a look at. I would say.
1: Jamal was all Was he ended up being all bubble first team? Like he he just. He was amazing in the bubble last year. He was, he was awesome. So let's go kind of in the same vein as the dark horse MVP. I want to go to a, a, just a general bold prediction of the NBA season here. So uh, Jez, I'll start it off with you. You gave us your dark horse MVP and Jason Tatum. Uh, what is your general bold prediction for the NBA season this year?
3: Uh, he hasn't been talked about. His team hasn't been talked about, but give me John Morant will receive MVP votes. Ooh. The 21 year old averaged 17 and 7 in his rookie year, vaulting him into the rookie of the year honors. He obviously won't win MVP, but if the Grizzlies surprise some people, and the reason being is Ja, I see him up in his game to 22 and 9, and maybe receiving a few, you know, third place votes. Uh, you know, that's a little bold. He's, he's going to be 21 next year.
1: So, give us the bold prediction: Does he finish inside or outside to the top five?
3: He's, the bold prediction is he will receive MC, MVP votes.
1: John Moran. I, I, I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad idea. If he can really make a step forward that he did last year. And I mean, he pretty much carried that team for as far as he possibly could. And if they can improve a little bit, it's going to be because of him, you know? So I don't think that's, that's crazy at all. So I'll go on to the next one myself, my bold prediction. And I'm staying with the theme we've had the Suns talked about in every section of the NBA preview, And my bold prediction, and I don't even know if you want to call this bold, but this is bold, 72 point font using word art. Uh, That's how crazy it's going to be. But I'm calling Phoenix Suns Western Conference Finals. Oh, Oh, that's going to be my bold prediction. Uh, Obviously, that means they are getting there over Anja's Lakers and our Warriors. But I do think the Suns can be a really good team this year, regardless of the type of team that they're going to play. They're going to have a point guard. If you have a team struggling to guard point guards, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to take you to uh, take you to school. And then if you have a team that like the Warriors were the last few seasons that can't really guard a good center, then DeAndre Ayton going to take you to school. And obviously they have some great defenders uh, on the team, Cameron Payne and um, Jay Crowder. They're gonna, they, they've improved the team. They're a year older and they just got they got that veteran presence that they desperately desperately needed. They mm-hmm. obviously performed really well in the bubble, and now they have a guy that can just kind of bring it all together. And Chris Paul, who is just probably never going to leave the league and forever uh, make teams a little better. So my bold prediction is Phoenix Suns Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Niz, I'll kick it off to you. Well, this is going to be
0: a a crowded. Uh... Western Conference finals with all these, (laughs) (laughs) with, with my, uh, my crazy pick here. Um, I think, I think everybody's expecting uh, that at least one of the teams in LA is probably going to be in the Western Conference finals, if not both. Um, But I'm also going to throw the Portland Trailblazers in there. I think um, it is finally time that, that Dame gets in there. I want to see it. Um, I love the way he plays. He's an Oakland guy, but he's always just out there with as much heart. Uh, they picked up one of my favorite role players in the NBA, Robert Covington. They've got a healthy Yusuf Nurkic back. Um, they've got some, some decent uh, depth. They've got en- Enos Kanter back. Um, and I think they they feel like one of those teams that's going to make a deal at the deadline to bring somebody who's disgruntled, um, somebody who needs who wants to win. They're going to get somebody in there. But right now their starting lineup of Lillard, McCollum, uh, Mello, Covington, and Nurkic. I mean that's that's as solid a top five as you're going to see um, across yeah. the board. And I would love to see them make make some noise in the playoffs. I'd
3: like to add, we'd also love to see Dame in the Western Conference Finals as a town um original shot. correct
0: yeah if if uh, so, if we're if we're getting real wild uh dame to the warriors uh takes a, the league minimum um and <laughs> it's a two-headed monster for the next seven years yeah, think, we are, we are, yeah right yeah, now nate, nate,
2: nate jesse and loge are collectively the dr evil gif of him <laughs> waving uh his son come home come back to the cool. bay and and lead us to the to the promised land uh, yeah my, my pick isn't isn't i don't think it's super bold uh, but um, I'm going uh Tyler hero to win sixth man of the year um uh load Lo touched on uh, bam earlier and how that that team pretty much returned everyone back that they had in the finals team last year and and we've heard about Tyler's uh his work ethic too and, and he's had a really good showing in the playoffs last year i think that just built his confidence uh, so I think a player like him coming off the bench he can really light it up He's adding some more stuff to his game with, with his rebounding and, and some assists here and there. Um, but I think uh, I think he's my bold prediction to win six-man of the year. I believe the odds right now are 18-1, to one, so I think that's uh, something I might uh, just sprinkle a little bit on because uh, I, I really like
3: his game.
1: It's not a bad pick. I like that a lot, actually. You're like another just guy that came out to play in the bubble. Uh, and I think going back to like this is really quick, I think Broco could end up being the acquisition of the offseason because Portland hasn't had a guy like – Robert and Covington on their team, right? They'd always been yeah. like the they're gonna beat you because they dropped one twenty, but they gave up one thirteen kind of deal, you know? And Rogo can actually be a stopper of a team's best player. So I always liked him a lot. And of course he can knock down the the occasional three pointer. So we got uh, bold predictions at Jez with John Morant with, uh, with MVP votes, Suns Western conference final from me, Portland Western conference finals from Niz So a Suns Portland Western conference final, you heard it here first. Nope. And then, <laughs> <laughs> as Warriors and Lakers fans just want to like crumble into their seats right now. Uh, and then Tyler hero, nailing threes, uh, three pointers. And uh, cause we know hero actually does really well at the Instagram models, oh, yeah. uh, but uh as six man of the year. So that's the tough league uh, NBA preview. Any last thoughts on the NBA season? I know we're all excited. Anything else you guys want to add?
3: I'd like to add uh, Mark Henry, excuse me, James Harden will end up on the Philadelphia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry, that is a WWE throwback right there. I like that a lot. Um, so with that, we'll go into the week 14 in review from our picks in the NFL season. It's a bit of a mixed bag from tough league itself. Uh, I think our first uh, losing week that we've had in the uh, three weeks that we've done this. And I'm going to start off with Nate, go through your picks. I'm going to go through your picks really quick. And then you can hit on the ones that you feel like talking about. You went back into the Akron well, but on the opposite end of it and chose Buffalo Akron to go over 33 and a half in the first half and Buffalo, uh, covered that on their own because Akron didn't score a damn point. So Buffalo had to go out and do it themselves. So 35 points in the first half, ending up housing it for the game at 56 to seven. Your boys in Missouri did not do it for you with a 49, 14 loss. And then your pound town lock of the week to stay perfect on the pod. Once again, punching your ticket to pound town. I think you did say that that it would that Carolina would cover it themselves and they just about damn did it with a 62-26 victory over Miami to easily cover the over on 68. Nate, give us your thoughts on your pick and just another successful week for you in college football. Just want to share our, um a special moment My wife just came in and brought
0: me a fresh beer as you were telling me about how well I did this weekend. So uh, (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, let's inflate this guy's ego a little more. (laughs) I'm like, I love my life. I love my wife. Let's fucking go. Um, No, uh, uh, the Buffalo Akron game uh, pretty much went as expected. Uh, Akron wasn't able to show out really at all, but but Buffalo handled it handled it nicely. Um, The Missouri game, they just weren't ready to play. I, I I thought they were going to come out and be fired up. Turned out Georgia was just ready to go. They really didn't get stopped. Um, so kudos to them for, for firing, even if they, uh, if they're not going to be a part of the SEC championship. And then the UNC Miami game was a sight to be seen. Uh, the two running backs, uh, Javante Williams being one of them for UNC, both had over 290 yards rushing on the ground. It was the most rushing yards by a tandem in division one modern FBS history. I believe it looked like Miami's defense. It could have been us out there. Like they would get eight yards downfield before there was, they would even sniff a defender. It was wild. I could not believe how that game went. I knew it was going to be scoring, but the fact that that UNC won 62 to 26 was unreal. Um, but we got the job done the number was over undefeated and i'm just gonna the ego is gonna be high until i take that first <laughs> l maybe sometime in like late 2021 i don't know we'll, we'll no, see I, I, I wonder
2: think. i wonder who the the OC is for unc because i feel like this year they're just putting up some crazy numbers so i imagine whoever the OC is is going to be getting a look at some kind of head coaching job with some of these vacancies opening up
0: yeah i, I actually i don't know off the top of my head um but They've, they've had an offense there for a while and the ACC is looking pretty ugly outside of Clemson and technically Notre Dame is ACC this year but um, outside of those two squads I think you can just kind of score on everybody so yeah they're certainly making themselves look uh, look good for a head coaching position.
1: So that leaves Nate at two and one in the week six and three overall three weeks through and of course for the Third week in a row, punch this ticket to Poundtown, just enjoying the nice, beautiful beaches out there. So let's move on. Again, again, I made this point on Twitter. Um, I just want to clarify so
0: everybody's aware. Uh, Poundtown Lock of the Week is supposed to be a winner.
1: <laughs> huh. Oh, man, I, we, I, we didn't really get that memo this week. Yeah. Uh, or I, I, I haven't, apparently. <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on to Ann, uh, our other college football um, insider over here maybe first week jitters we'll talk it up to that it happens <laughs> so we had we had utah colorado under 48 and a half and we talked about how the the tough paw does not love betting the unders and utah went ahead and won 38 to 21 over colorado you had the giants plus two who had daniel jones back but did not show up against the arizona cardinals defense that can be beat and they lost 26 to 7 and then you had western michigan money line which turned out to be an as the pound town lock which turned out to be an absolute heartbreaker because mm-hmm. ball state uh had a 17-0 advantage in the fourth quarter to end up taking the victory. And walk us through your week. What happened there?
2: Yeah. So to the thousands of listeners um, and probably the hundreds that tailed, uh, I'm so <laughs> sorry for that. Uh, that was just some, some a poor showing. I think what happened was uh, the Utah Colorado game uh, was supposed to be on Friday. got pushed to Saturday. And I think that kind of messed up the whole mojo uh, mm. of, of my set. Cause there's supposed to be like flurries Friday night. It's supposed to be kind of like a really ugly weather night, uh, weather game. So um, that kind of put me off on the wrong foot. And then, yeah, Western Michigan and uh, Ball State, I think they gave a 24th unanswered in the second half, Western Michigan did. Mm-hmm. And then for those that may have seen it uh, on Sports Center or if anyone watched the game, the ending to that game was absolutely bonkers. Uh, Western Michigan had uh, the uh, little end of the game with doing the laterals, all kind of stuff. And they threw the one guy had a slightly forward uh, pass across the, uh, the field. But at one point, uh, someone on western michigan got tackled and um they fumbled and they thought that ball state recovered and they thought the game was over so their players ran onto the field half their team was on the field and then they realized the play wasn't over they never got blown dead and western michigan ends up getting a touchdown out of the play but it got, all got called back uh because of that one forward pass that was maybe like a yard forward so um it was inconsequential for i mean the, the the throw was inconsequential but Um, That was kind of a a heartbreaker way to end it. And then, yeah, the Giants just did nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. They just pooped straight poopy as low would say. Um, So yeah, I have no (laughs) excuse for that one. That was just bad. Uh, But I've got to be better and I will be because I can't be worse.
1: It's hard to, to, and coming from a guy that also went 0 three, it's hard to get worse than that. That was just watching the replay of that, like that fumble ruski lateral scissors reminded me of, of old time college football as well. We've seen that happen before, but to success, unfortunately. No. Um, so moving on to to Jez, who just kept the tough league weekly undefeated contributor streak alive with the three and O all NFL pick week starting off, and we gave him shit for it. Maybe Mitch is the future. Who knows? Maybe it was just a David Montgomery 86 yard <laughs> touchdown run for Bears money line over Houston, a thirty six seven absolute beat down of the Houston Texans who apparently are reeling from the will fuller loss. They haven't got anything going since then. And Jesse said, Jalen hurts project. Everybody. Lock it in. Eagles plus seven. And what do the Eagles do? They go and beat a good New Orleans team, 24 to 21 with a good defense. Jalen Hurts runs for over a hundred yards. He throws a touchdown and looks And Carson Wentz is absolutely reeling right now after Hurts gets out there and just has a great game, beats a good saints defense. And then we go to the pound town lock of the week and it's just the, the tough league digging back into the same. Well, Colts minus three, they beat down the Las Vegas Raiders, 44 to 27. Most, You had a perfect week. Just talk. Tell us how you're feeling right now, man.
3: As uh, Will Farrell alluded to in the intro, um, I wake up every morning and I piss excellence. Um, (laughs) If the podcast doesn't know, me and Logan also, we have a younger brother who is um, 23 years old. Um, He's also in and start, he's just starting to get into sports and starting to get into sports betting. And he faded my Bears pick. Wow. It was unbelievable. He told me before the game started, I said, You're making a mistake. The Bears go on and win by 29. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. I haven't talked to him since. Um, yeah, man. Jalen Hurts. He's that was, an, that was extremely impressive. I also uh, Logan didn't say it, but I also said Eagles over 17 and a half team total. Right. They cashed that. Um, so I honestly went 4 zero on the week and the Colts just easily just, just got rid of the Raiders. They didn't belong on that field. Um, but you know, I was my first trip to Poundtown. I'm excited to be here and I'm going to be here <laughs> next week.
1: Right, is Vegas sleeping on the Colts?
3: I don't, I that's a good question. I, I'm not just sure. Think, yeah. I, I well, this don't line think this could... week is uh, they face the Texans and it's minus seven. So I think they're. <laughs> a test.
0: I, I think Vegas is scared of putting faith in Phillip rivers because they know what he can do to just change a game yeah. for the yeah. worse for the Colts. And it's not a knock on, on how he's been this season. Cause he's been fine, but. We know historically he's going to throw a fourth down or fourth quarter pick six, and the line is yeah. going to switch. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think they just don't know what to do with uh, Big Daddy
1: Phil.
2: Yeah, the, the second you trust uh, Philip Rivers, that's when he's going <laughs> to break your heart. So yeah, be weary.
1: Like I want to say that Philip Rivers has been more risk averse this year, but he's still throwing deep bombs. Just like as much as he freaking <laughs> wants to, he can't get out of the pocket, so he can be at risk of a strip sack any day of the week. But his his front is so good but he's been, he's been able to do whatever he wants. And he has guys that can make plays. So I think Vegas is sleeping on the Colts a little bit. I think they're a really good team. And I actually thought about taking the Colts. I didn't end up doing it. A little spoiler alert for you guys for, uh, for this week. Um, but going on to my week, I don't want I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. And friend of the show, Gene actually gave me a lot of shit last week for saying I want to make this quick and talk about the uh, Falcons over. <laughs> and I spent a ton of time talking about it, so I'm not going to uh, shoehorn myself into that again. But Jags Titans over 53. The Titans did their job, scored 31 points, but. Maybe I had too much faith in Mike Lennon. I don't know what happened. (laughs) He got pulled out of the game. I actually had some faith. (laughs) I had some faith in Gardner Minshew when he came into the game to make some plays. And he actually took the Jacksonville Jaguars down the field twice into the red zone. And the second he got past the 20, it was four straight passes. And they all seemed like direct fades into the end zone, which obviously as Niner fans, we know that fades don't work super well, unless you Mm -hmm. have an absolute Julio Jones out there, which not many teams do. And it didn't work out. So they didn't score again. It was 31-10 Tennessee. The over 53 did not even come close. And then my second pick, maybe just as egregious. Man, I didn't want to repeat it on the pod. It was this bad. Jets plus 13 and a half. That was absolute five jalapenos on the spicy scale. Uh, <laughs> Seattle ended up winning 40 to three.
2: How good were you feeling after that opening drive field goal? You're probably dude. thinking, dude, I have a shot here. They're on the road. Or, yeah.
1: It was. I was like 16 and a half now. Dude, I feel so good. The Jets got to get something going. And they literally did nothing. How Adam Gase still has a job is beyond me. It that is, is unbelievable. Yeah. 40 is like, to 3. He's nobody,
3: an elite tanker.
0: nobody likes him. Nobody says nice things about him. He's not an offensive <laughs> mind, clearly. Like, there's just nothing... There's just
1: nothing redeeming about him. It's, it's The only incredible. person that thinks Adam Gase is an offensive mind is Adam Gase because he keeps taking over the play calling, and it's not nope. making any difference. They're literally keeping him a job so they can get Trevor Lawrence. I'm convinced it's the only reason because he's terrible. Yep. He's absolutely awful. And my pound town block – and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the excuse card and I don't care what you guys think about it. Anyone who's listening thinks about it. Julio Jones got ruled out after I made my overpick. And we know Atlanta is a completely different team when Julio does not play. It leaves Calvin Ridley and a whole bunch of junk. Although Calvin Ridley really had a good game. It leaves nothing else it's julio's out and the, the offense completely craters uh i think maybe atlanta's defense might be a little better than i gave it credit for and herbert hasn't been playing that well this year and ever since uh austin eckler came back i think they've been forcing him the ball a little too much and it's kind of taken away from herbert's ability to make plays because it's just a dump down to eckler and it's six yards whatever it is uh i took the over 50 it actually got down to i think 48 at uh at tip off or tip off at a uh, at kickoff and the chargers and it was a 20 to 17 game, not even close. So I, I took a an Oh and three, I took a four and five, I'm a four and five overall I'm under. So just don't take my picks right now. I did not get to pound town and as a tough league overall on the week, we we're five and seven, but overall 16 and 14. So if you guys are following us, you should be making some money, right? Uh, any final thoughts on the picks guys, before we get on to actually making some picks and making some people money this week. I mean, overall, we're still, we're still trending pretty well.
0: I mean, we're just, we're just four, incredibly handsome dudes out here making picks (laughs) and and we're doing all right we're doing better than average so i I feel strongly i know Ange uh doesn't feel great about his his debut but i've seen the man just lay winners and it's it's coming well
2: someone's someone's due for for a three and a week you guys have each had yours so i think uh i mean all signs point to me pulling it out this week so uh hopefully i can give you guys some winners
1: if I learned anything from solving patterns in my fifth grade math class that we know that the 3 and no week is coming from Ange this week. So yeah. let's get started there. We'll go to, we'll go to week 14. Ange had an 0-3 week, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get you started there, buddy. Week yeah. 15, so so uh, my first,
2: us? my first pick, well, let me, let me preface it with this uh, championship week in college football is one of the, one of the most exciting weeks uh, besides bowl season, when you have a game pretty much every day. Uh, but championship week is is uh, probably the, is is obviously the best the best week there is. So I'd be a fool uh, not to specialize in those games uh, for mm-hmm. this week. And the first one, no, like not. I said last week, before I got so uh, rudely uh, postponed by Utah, and Colorado, better than winning on a Saturday is winning on a Friday. And I'm looking at the Oregon USC game. Uh, Washington uh, is no longer in the championship game, so that means Oregon's taking their spot. And let me tell you, this line stinks. Plus three and a a half right now for Oregon. I'm taking those three and a half points for the Ducks. USC squeaked out uh, an ugly win at UCLA that all of us were on. Bad beat for us UCLA followers last week. Um, And and they've been out for two weeks, uh, has Oregon. Uh, uh, So they've had some time to tighten up after losing their last two. Um, So I think uh, they go in and they give USC a real battle. I think it's going to be like a 35-34 game. Uh, USC might pull it out. But but I think Oregon covers the stinky, stinky three and a half.
1: And would you say that smells poopy?
2: Smells a little poopy. Smells a little poopy.
1: How aesthetically a bit, But, but a good poopy.
2: Yeah. If you're an Oregon fan, it's a it's a good. Poopy.
1: <laughs> How aesthetically pleasing is a UCLA uh, USC football game just to oh, watch the, with the uniforms yeah. just just absolutely meshing so well on the field.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey, and if you if you can um, to the uh, to the new betters uh, in their life, can you explain why the three and a half is sticky to you?
2: Yeah, so so I mean to the to the naked eye, and, and that's why I think sixty-seven percent of the money is on uh, USC. Uh, Oregon's three and two. Uh, they haven't really beat anyone good. They lost to who uh, was Cal and Oregon State in the last two games. Uh, Cal's only win of the year was against Oregon. Uh, Oregon State only won two games, um, so they lost to some bad teams. USC is five and uh, zero, so people are going to see that, see the three and a half, and think that USC covers that by a mile. Um, but but uh, typically, what we've learned when these lines are like this is that when it smells bad, um, it's, there's a reason why. Um, so that's why I'm going with Oregon on this one
1: this is called sharp betting
0: yeah yeah, and that three and a half kind of is baiting a lot of um three and a half can be a tricky number because you think you win by a field goal you're good to go um but a lot of times it's a little bit of a trap from from vegas trying to get you to to bet one way or the other you see it at six and a half seven and a half nine and a half ten and a half right around those numbers it it can be manipulated a little bit to kind of to tease you into thinking you're getting better value than you are so it's just it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean one way or the other that it's an absolute lock, but it's just something to be mindful as you're looking at at different bets.
1: Yeah, being cognizant of lines is a huge part of being a successful gambler. Obviously, it, there's no such thing as foolproof strategy when it comes to gambling, but just kind of having your eye on stuff like that can kind of help you give a lean one way or the other and. Lines at three and a half are, are like that, obviously. So, Jez, on a three, about three and a week, your confidence is sky high. You're pumping your biceps. Or you're literally doing curls in the camera right now because you feel that good. What do you got for us uh, on your first pick of week 15?
3: Yeah, I'm starting out obviously, in the NFL because nobody watches college football. But um, we're we'll <laughs> doing um, a divisional matchup, Dolphins versus Patriots, and I am taking Dolphins minus two. Uh, one of the best defenses of the league last couple of weeks. They did face Patrick Mahomes last week. They only lost by six. I mean, they, they, they played the Chiefs well. Um, the Pats are coming off an embarrassing loss to the Rams, 24-3. to Cam, uh, he's wildly inconsistent. Um, another bold prediction, shout out the NBA, is Jason Stidham. He will be starting in week 16. Cam's going to have another awful game. Jarrett. Dolphins are going to eat his lunch. I'm, excuse me, not Jason, Jarrett Stidham. He'll be <laughs> starting in week 16 after the Dolphins dismantle Cam Newton and the Patriots offense.
1: I do like that pick. I had that written down. I was like one of my backups in case I didn't think anyone was going to take that. Um, but yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. Who would be that? Um, <laughs> well, Hey, the three and O guy took it. I, I feel pretty good about considering it. So when I'm going to go first, I'm i am going to, I think this might be a first that we're going to Thursday night football game NFL Ooh. on the pod. And I'm actually another first, I'm going to player prop, I'm not oh. going to over under, I'm not going to line. And I did just kind of talk about how the Chargers are force feeding Austin Eckler in the passing game. I, I'm taking Austin Eckler over 39 and a half receiving yards tomorrow against. Um, some team, I forget, but the Raiders. the Raiders, The Raiders. I right. yeah, yeah, so Raiders. Austin Eckler over 39 and a half, my only thing I'm slightly worried about is that they realize that foreseeing Austin Eckler has not been working out very well for them, and they kind of go away from it, but when you have a guy that can make plays in the passing game like him, you got to get him the ball, 38 nine and a half can happen in one play for Austin Eckler, uh, he's going to get six, seven targets, whatever it is, over 39 and a half, lock it in for myself, we'll move on to Niz, talk some college football for us. Okay, first of all, lots of people watch college football.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: Jez,
0: it's very well liked. Okay, Um, I'm going to start with, uh, man. I'm going to start with a with a big game. Um, We're going to look at the SEC championship. Um, Really excited about this game, Alabama and Florida. I'm going to go a couple different directions. I'm going to I'll have one official pick that I'm going to give you guys, but I want to talk about the game a little bit. both of these teams have probably two of the top five or six offenses in the nation. Bama's offense is the best. Um, and then I think that there's a couple spaces and then there's Florida. So before I get into the game a little bit more, I am gonna say, I'm just gonna go with the over on this game. It's all the way up at 74 and a half. I think, I think Alabama is gonna score 56. Um, so that only leaves 20 for uh, um, Florida. That being said, I also think Florida is going to get smashed in this game. And and I was talking with another uh, tough leaguer about that this weekend. They're, they're a soft team. Their defense is no good. Their offense looks a little bit sloppy when it gets under pressure. Saban's going to bring the pressure. I like Alabama first half. I like Alabama game. I like Alabama team total. I don't think this is going to be very competitive. I'm looking at like 56, 24, 56, 31, maybe. Um, I think it gets over, no problem, but I like everything involved with Alabama in this game.
1: I thought you were going to go. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Vick and Madden 2001, cheese and then take Alabama first half <laughs> 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 over first half, which is an absolute lock every it's, single week. I, 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 I don't have the numbers in front of me. I just know that I have bet Bama
0: first half the last three weeks and it's one, and I've probably done it six times this year. And
1: I, I would guess that it's five and one. It's just, there's so money in the first half. I would have been disappointed if you actually did it, so I'm glad you didn't do that because, that, like I said, just an absolute – just it's a lock-in every week. Just bet it, and you're going to win. So uh, that's an over 74-and-a-half, Bama and Florida. Uh, Ange, pick number two, what do you got?
2: Well, uh, Nate is – I mean, I'm on the same track as Nate, um, but I'm going to get to that one on my third pick. as my pound town. Uh, but I do have a mm-hmm. pick from that game uh, that you can look forward to coming up here soon. Um, the next one I'm looking at um, is in my beloved Mountain West championship. Um, there was a question that comes in, that came in on the pod, uh, but I'm going to kind of answer that a little bit here. Um, San Jose State is playing Boise State. San Jose State's kind of been the darling uh, made of the championship with Boise, who's constantly uh, in the championship game. Um, but let me tell you something. Um, I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I'm a believer. I'm taking San Jose State plus six and a half in this game. Nick Starkle has been an amazing addition. He's a transfer from Mississippi State um in the Spartans have just been on fire this year. Beat my beloved Essex for the first time uh in San Diego in a long, long time. Um you might want to consider buying the half point to get up to seven, but I'm gonna stick with the six and a half. Um I think it's a field goal game. Um, so I think Boise might win by a by a field goal, but um I'm putting my money on San Jose State to uh continue the Cinderella story and win the Mountain West. I'm sorry, not win the Mountain West but but uh but battle Boise a lot tougher than a lot of people think
1: you got to love seeing the local San Jose State football team just being relevant. (laughs) It gets everyone in the Bay Area excited. That answers actually our first listener question. So, Noah, I hope you're listening now We weren't skipping through trying to get straight to your listener question because that is, for Ange, a lock-in at San Jose State, plus six and a half. It's Noah's alma mater. He said he didn't want to fade him, but they've been losing him money this year. And you know what? Ange says, Lock it. Make yourself some money. Yeah, it's a field goal game. It's a field goal game do it uh jez pick number
3: two i'll be uh delving back into the same well um the jalen hurts project i think this line <laughs> is disrespectful it's eagles plus six Here's another cleaning um, tip from mr clean cleaning cardinals have not been playing well as of late they lost three straight to seattle new england and the rams they you know they just beat the lowly giants it's no big deal Hurts uh, Lee he looked absolutely fantastic against the very good Saints D he's practically a running back that throws it above average every so often uh, Cardinals D will not be able to contain him last mobile QB the Cardinals phase was cam he rushed for 48 and we all know Jalen is much faster and more athletic um, I actually like the Eagles money line here but take the six uh, feel comfortable uh, lock that in
1: Saw that line and I was like, I bet Jeff is going to take this again. <laughs> Cause I thought the line was kind of smelly too at Eagles plus six. And obviously I was the Arizona again, not playing super great, but, uh, I like that pick, uh, for myself, I'm going back to, to NFL. I'm going back to a line and I'm going back to the Atlanta. Well, but I'm going against them this time and I'm taking the bucks minus five and a half against Atlanta. Uh, Again, it looks like Julio is going to be out. And like I said, Atlanta's a completely different team when Julio doesn't play. And you know what? I think it's curtains for Matt Ryan. I do not want to see him on the Niners next year or whatever the Niners plan on doing with their quarterback situation. There's been rumors of Matt Ryan going there, and I do not want it. As of right now, the majority of the tickets are actually on Atlanta, but 98% of the money is on Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay opened at three and a half point favorite. It's already gone up to five and a half. Uh, so I like that right now. I want to get it in before it gets any higher at a six or or six, six and a half or seven. I like the five and a half number a lot for this. Uh, Give me the bucks at, at minus five and a half.
0: Hang on betting Falcons money line real quick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You're you're just you're just a funny man over there, Nate, aren't you? <laughs> if you're, just give give us a pick, then, just Mr. Funny Guy. <laughs> All right, I'm going from uh, probably the sexiest
0: game of the weekend to one of the the least sexy games. We got a Conference USA matchup on Friday night. It's not even really on Friday night if you're on the west if you're on the west coast. It starts at four, uh, so I guess a night game for you, Logue. Uh, mm-hmm. But we got UAB and Marshall, two household names. um and even less sexy i'm gonna go with the under on this game at 41 and a half uh marshall has oh yeah marshall has a (laughs) freshman quarterback (laughs) who's thrown they're a decent team both of these are good teams but they're they really rely on their defense um grant wells is a freshman for marshall he hasn't really been impressive yet they give the ball to brendan knox but uh uab has a pretty stout run defense And same thing on the other end, they don't, UAB doesn't really have um, a passing game. They rely a lot on Spencer Brown, uh, who's a a pretty studly running back for them. Um, Unfortunately, Marshall, I believe, is the second ranked uh, run defense in in yards per game. They're giving up something like 2.4 yards per carry. So I think this is just going to be a disgusting, terrible, unwatchable, not entertaining football game. It's going to be like I'm going to give it even like a weird score. It's going to be like 12 to eight or something (laughs) like that. They're going to get to some strange numbers and it's just, it's going to be ugly under 41 and a half UAB and Marshall.
3: There it is. Absolutely disgusting.
1: Oh, the under on UAB. UAB has like a pretty cool mascot, don't they?
3: Blazers. Yeah. It's like a dragon.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember I always like, See that when I'm scrolling through like uh, scores and stuff, I see that dragon. I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. Shout out to the Seattle Dragons of the uh, of the XFL. So we're off to Poundtown We're back home. Jez and Nate enjoyed their time there. Had some mai tais, got some sun, got some salt water. They're both dancing right now. And Ange and Logan just had to stay home and drink uh, light beer all weekend because we didn't get to make our way to poundtown. So Ange, what is the pick that's going to get you there? You want to be yeah. there? Lay it on us. So, so
2: I'm taking this this uh, very fur, furry, uh, insulated down jacket I've been wearing because I've been ice cold, and I'm going to pack my swim trunks, maybe a little banana hammock if you want, uh, and I'm going to hop on that train. I'm going to Poundtown. I'm going to meet up with Jesse and Nate, and I'm taking Alabama over – team total over 45 and a half. Um, like Nate said, I mean, he kind of covered it. Uh, I think Bama's going to put up buku numbers in this game. Uh, Florida just lost to LSU and LSU has been abysmal on offense. They put up 37 on Florida last week. Um, so I think Bama easily gets in the mid fifties, maybe low sixties. Um, so I'm taking the over 45 and a half for Alabama team total uh, for my pound town lock of the week. And I'll see you guys on the beach.
1: is <laughs> almost a cheat code when it comes to betting overs, you know, and team total over 45 and a half. Nate already called what you said, like 56 points themselves. So Uh, we're riding that to to pound town for Ange Bama team total over 45 and a half. Jez, are you going back to pound town? Are you staying home in the cold? What you got for us?
3: Oh, I am going back to pound town and I am sticking with my team, the Colts, but I'm not taking the line. I'm not a big over under better, but this is awful. It's over 51 Texans and Colts. Uh, Their last meeting, they scored a combined 44 in the first half. Um, Shout out Nate, who I believe live bet it, and they only scored two points in the second half. Um, A lot of turnovers, a lot of ugly football in the second half, but this game can easily be 65 plus. Texans defense is god awful. Uh, Bought a five in the NFL, and Colts defense has actually looked kind of cheesy as of late. This game could easily be 41 to 31, 41 to 28, uh, over 51. That's easy line. Um, Pound Town, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there tanning. I'm going to be there with my six pack. I'm there.
1: That is Colts Houston over 51 uh, with a six pack on top of it from jazz and he's talking abs, not beer. Uh, we'll, we'll go on to my pound town. I want to get back there too. I miss it. I missed the good beer. I missed the sun. I miss the boys and I am going my bread and butter, I think, are our player props, and I don't get them on Wednesday nights. I get to like look at the Thursday game for NFL, and I don't get to see what's going on on Sunday. So I'm making kind of a blind bet here, and I'm telling you the Poundtown Lock of the Week is a Brandon Ayuk over receiving yards. I don't care what it is; it's not going to be higher than 70. more like you probably seen something like 59 to 63 around there, and I think Brandon Ayuk is going over that. You can pretty much bank a 100-yard game from Brandon Ayuk with Debo Samuel out. Dallas defense is absolute Swiss cheese out there they're not stopping anybody they they're having cornerbacks out there that are off the street and i think uh regardless of the quarterback situation it's just going to be it's going to be a poopy game, unfortunately. But there's nothing else for Nick Mullins to do out there. Uh, Brendan Ayuk over receiving yards. Stay tuned for the line. I'll tweet it out on the, the Tough Pod Twitter at Tough underscore Pod. But give me Brendan Ayuk's uh, over receiving props. I don't care what it is. I'm betting it.
2: Vegas is going to set out like 180 yards. Or
1: like that. <laughs> if they set Derrick Henry rushing yards like in the 80s, there's no way an Ayuk receiving prop can be like higher than 65. I just don't see it, <laughs> so give me the over regardless of what it is. Uh, Nate, are you joining us in Poundtown this week? Uh, you, you've gone every single week. You pretty much are a regular there. They you show up at the airport and they have a drink ready for you to go. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I mean, I roll in. Uh, I've got a parking spot now, uh, <laughs> front row. I have a very lovely attendant. Uh, very very busty, uh, we've got a really nice rapport going. Um, she knows I'm married, she respects that. Um, but you know, there's nothing wrong with a little little banter, a little flirty banter, she's bringing me my uh, adult beverages. So I'm gonna go ahead and stay in Pound Town if it's all right with you guys. Um, I'm going with with kind of a cheeky bet, I guess. This might be a, a spicy one as Logue would say. Um, I'm gonna take Clemson, minus 10 and a half in the ACC championship game against Notre Dame. Now there's probably going to be some of you out there. Oh, wait a second. Notre Dame already beat Clemson. And I'm here to tell you, yeah, they did, but they Clemson did not have Trevor Lawrence. And (laughs) as much as, as it it wasn't all about the backup quarterback who played well in that game uh, Trevor Lawrence just brings an energy to this team. Um, The defense plays better when he's out there. He's got a game under his belt. Um, He's fresh. He's ready. They want revenge. Uh, I think Notre Dame is just a little overrated. They have great offensive and defensive lines. Ian Book is a good quarterback. He's mobile. I don't think he's great. People are talking about him in the Heisman consideration, and I just don't see him on the same level. Um, Trevor Lawrence is better. Travis Etienne is better than what they have. Um, Their defense is solid. I think this is an easy winner. I think Clemson borderline embarrasses Notre Dame. I'm going to say something like 42-17, and they're going to cover that 10 and a half, even with the hook, uh, without a problem.
2: Nate, I got a question for you. So uh, assuming that they have a result like that, or even if Clemson just straight up wins, whether or not they cover, do you think Notre Dame stays in the playoff? Do you think they already have their ticket punched for the playoff?
0: I – I, I guess so, just because of the the limitations with the amount of games that have been played this year. Yeah. I think Ohio State's gonna go in and roll Northwestern in the in the Big Ten championship. Usually there's been there's been teams that is like um, the Big Twelve has strong teams, but they've got a couple two lost teams in their championship. The only way that you could get Notre Dame out of there would be if you threw in um, a, C- a Cincinnati, actually, oh. or or like getting really cute and going Coastal Carolina. I just don't think the committee is ready <laughs> to do Players. that, though. Yeah. Um, you'd have to go with one of the, the non-Power 5 undefeated teams. Um, I think I think if it's, this is a close game, then they're both in, and hopefully they don't play each other for the third time. Oh, I'm, just, God. Yeah. I'm just not a Notre Dame believer. I think they're a good team playing in a bad conference this year, and and they're going to get exposed in this game.
1: Didn't Notre Dame take multiple overtimes to beat the Travers the Trevor Lawrence less Clemson Tigers in their last yeah, matchup too. It was
0: uh yeah, it was two overtimes, I think, and 40 like, I think, was the final something like that. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I like that pick. Yeah. I, my limited think, college football <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> I, I
0: think the over is probably a, a, a safe bet also, but um I just I'm just far more confident in in Clemson and I could see this as just a big fraud game for Notre Dame.
1: That's it. Clemson punching Nate's ticket to pound Town at a minus 10 and a half victory over Notre Dame. The picks are in. They cannot be changed. They are done. Big dab by Nate on the camera. Let's move on to everyone's favorite segment of the pod. We've been told this many times, the tough question is everyone's favorite segment. So let's go into the tough questions. Question one was answered by Ansh. Noah, take SJSU plus six and a half. Lock it in, make yourself some money. Noah did have a second question for us as the kid answering, uh, asking questions to the podcast, the most recent graduate of high school, even though it was five years ago, just shows how much older we are than him. But he asks us in front of a Packed gym at your former high school, would you rather get posterized and won and then you get stepped over like a Scotty over Patrick Ewing or get your ankle snatched, then hit the floor and the guy wets a three pointer straight in your eye? In both situations, you kind of look over into the stands and you see your crush who wore your away jersey to school all day in support of your game. And as you look over, she's putting her sweater over the jersey because she's that embarrassed of your performance, Nate. Which one are you taking? Which embarrassment are you just gonna take and have to talk to your your crush about uh, again? First of all, Noah just being a dick for this question. Like neither of <laughs> us want to think about either of these
0: yeah, scenarios. No. Um, I, I I know for a fact I've I've had some bad games out there. Um, I I haven't been posterized or or had my ankle snatched like that. I guess I'll take uh, I'll take it and postered. Um, i hate that i I hate that there's an and one in there you know if i'm gonna take it i might as well just take it um but you know in my prime in a perfect perfect scenario i could go and i could dunk back on him so maybe i'd have that chance at redemption that's the only thing that's drawing me to that one but both of them just fucking suck
2: yep
1: and which one are you taking, man?
2: Yeah, so I, I've never really been known for my lateral quickness. So uh, what, I'm more of a in-the-block banger. So I think me getting my ankle snatched on the perimeter would be less of a shock or less of an embarrassment, it's more of an expectation. Um, so I'm going to take that. Um, I don't think I can handle the the step over Scotty over Pat Ewing. Uh, I mean, that's just really an insult to injury. I mean, the guy just bangs a three in my eye. And then my girlfriend puts her sweater over the jersey. That's fine. Let's move. I didn't really like you that much in the first place. It was a slim pickings as it was. So I'm gonna go ahead and move on from you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix my shoe, lace up lace them up a little bit tired to, to heal this ankle that's a little swollen right now. And I'm gonna get back down to the offensive end and and put it in work. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, ankle breaker um, wetted in my eye
1: mean you guys are fighting. If someone steps over you, right? You're straight up getting teed up, double you teed, to, getting out of the game, yeah. suspended next game. Yeah, right? you,
2: have, you have no choice. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get your ass kicked. But you got, you got to get up, and yeah, you gotta. You can't just let a guy walk
3: over you like that ever.
1: All right, Jess. Uh, you've been posterizing the six foot hoop in the front yard before. Which option are you going <laughs> with? <laughs>
3: well, I guess he just uh, just added to that. But I've also got my <laughs> ankle snatched. I remember the exact time. I remember what he looks like. Seventh grade um he snatched my ankles he wetted a three in my eye um and i'm still picking getting my ankle snatched because i'm not gonna get dunked on and one with nuts in my face and then stepped over because it's gonna be on site i'm getting kicked out of the game i'm throwing hands um i'd rather get my ankle snatched um it happened in seventh grade i was embarrassed um he told me if i ever stepped on his shoes ever again he would uh kick my ass um so uh yeah I'm, i'm taking my ankle snatched
1: Oh man, I I guess I'm going to go with the posterized one in the anecdote. I I mentioned earlier, everyone always talks about in high school, how I got dunked on quote unquote. And for the record, uh, he he was like minute bowls, like nephew or something like that too. So it was like a, it was like a a big lanky young kid at, at Oceana high school. Shout out to any Oceana high school listeners, which you probably don't have, but he was at the top of the key. He was getting a pass from the wing and I tried to intercept the pass And I missed it, and he goes down the lane and dunks it, like no help from my team, by the way. So I'm at the top of the key just watching my guy blow by me because I try to intercept the pass, and he dunks it. And apparently, I haven't lived down getting dunked on in high school. So I'm just gonna go with that because if it's an actual posterization, I like to think that actually puts some effort in trying to block the shot <laughs> but it just didn't work out for me and obviously if i'm getting stepped over before you can finish the whole step over i'm grabbing the leg and tripping i pulling him to the ground and we're, we're stone hands completely yeah. it's game over like i feel like if you're getting your ankles broken and he hits the three he's already running back down the courts so you're going to be looking stupid trying to start a fight by sprinting down the court trying to catch the guy and then start fighting him at least if you're getting stepped over you can kind of just start the scuffle right there as it's happening it's kind of just a more in the in the moment situation so it sounds like we all just rather get dunked on because one it's kind of cool to see a dunk like that first of all and you just you don't want to fall to the ground and look completely helpless whereas when you're getting posterized it it can look like you actually tried you know (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so Noah, thank you for the question let's go on to another uh a friend of the show schwa he wants to know would you rather take a 75 mile per hour pitch to the jewels or go one five minute round with uh, YouTube star slash I guess boxing star now Jake Paul, uh, and we'll start off with you.
2: I mean, there has to be something crazy for me to uh, say no to and take a seventy five mile per hour pitch to the to the balls. So I'm gonna hop in the ring with Jake Paul. Uh, I haven't seen his fight with. Uh, um, uh, Nate Robinson, yeah, I just saw like the the highlights, and then uh, Nate Robinson, poor guy, just getting memed left and right. Uh, once sending out like the the guys with the uh, the caskets dancing with Nate Robinson's corpse on it or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. To the, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in the ring with Jake Paul because uh, I can't be taking a fastball to the to the jewels. These things are too precious, and I can I, I would never. I mean, I would be just vom. I mean, I'm not sure what the reaction is to that kind of that kind of impact. i mean I think I'm assuming vomiting. I'm assuming uh, bleeding, uh, stitches, yeah. uh, the recovery is probably gonna be really ugly swelling. you know, it's like, that's, I'll take a couple punches in the face for five minutes. That's fine. I ain't taking you man,
1: your jewels have been, done their job now, at least though. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, talking so, far, so other I'm guys again. who have not done it, have not gotten there yet. So at least you've done that.
2: Yeah. Whereas yeah, I, do, I do have a child. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I have, <laughs> they have, uh, give me, have, I have got some return on them, but, uh, yeah, I'm not done yet. We got, yeah, we got to, we
1: got to keep those things, uh, nice and nice and cozy. <laughs> Most testicle injury or head injury, which one? <laughs>
3: um, I'll also jump into the ring with Jake Paul, and I'll, I'll add um, 75 miles per hour to someone who hasn't played baseball for a long time, um, like listeners. And I've played baseball for 24 years. 75 is a lot faster than you think. It could crack a nut. It could send you to the hospital. But also, get into the ring with Jake Paul. Can send you to the hospital. He can knock you out like Jake Paul. You, I mean, he can knock you out like Nate Robinson. He can make you a meme, and all of a sudden, you're depressed for the rest of your life. Um, But I'm getting in the ring. I'm playing defense. I might not even throw a punch um, because Mm -hmm. once I throw a punch, he's going to counter and knock me out. And that'll be just as embarrassing, but no, I'm not, I'm not taking a fastball to the nuts.
1: You know, I I think I'm going fastball to the nuts. Uh, One, one punch can ruin a life. A fastball to the nuts can, I'll, I'll live. I'll be all right. Like maybe I don't, maybe my nuts don't work anymore. But if I'm choosing the extreme in both situations, yeah, I lose my nuts and I have to adopt and, and I give a, a poor kid a, a good life. Whereas the worst situation in the boxing ring, brain damage, uh, obviously you get turned into a, an internet sensation in a bad way and you can't show your face in public anymore because you're always the guy that got absolutely obliterated by Jake Paul. And obviously he's going to just milk it for all it's worth. So you're never going to live it down. Just give me the fastball to the nuts, ruin them it if, it, if it comes to it, and maybe I survive. I get lucky and it hits in a spot where it doesn't really affect things too bad, and I'll be in pain for for a little while. So just give me the fastball to the nuts and, and put me out of my misery or put what me if into the, misery. If the fiance is on board with the uh, fastball to the nuts. Huh? I feel like the fiance <laughs> Absolutely might have not. A, a different opinion. <laughs> Absolutely not, uh, Nate. Which one are you going with?
0: I, I there's no way. There is no way. I like drop it down to 45 miles per hour. And I'm still a no yeah. like Like <laughs> 75 is obscene. And I'm saying cut it in half and I'm still not fucking with it. So look, I, I respect Jake Paul as a, as a semi-professional boxer. I'm sure he's got some skills, but I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna bring my drawstring up to my nipples. I'm gonna <laughs> keep my gloves right here. And then I am just gonna give myself five minutes of just running around this motherfucker until we are done. And if I get hit a couple of times, fine but i know he can't go for my dick and it's just i i've got some i've got some children to have in the future i have <laughs> to i have to deliver my seed and it's just not gonna happen after this this 75 mile per hour pitch to the junk so i'll, I'll do whatever it takes in five minutes with uh with mr paul
1: all right, let's see if we can get this podcast in front of Jake Paul and see if he wants to take us up on any of that. Oh, you guys God. have fun with it, and I'll take the I'll take the fastball and the nuts. <laughs> so
2: yeah, yeah, we're gonna have love like Happy Gilmore in the batting
1: cage. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, just ride to the right to the jewels. Uh, most, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with you on this one. This one comes from uh, fellow tough league manager Brady. Uh, what event do you think would actually break the internet?
3: Oh man, I got I got a really good one for this. I'm so glad you started me with this one. And it's uh it's a shout out to the last dance that we watched in 2020. The actual event that would break the internet is if it came out as truth and facts that Michael Jordan's betting and debt caused oh. his father to get murdered.
0: Oh um, I do oh, not wow. have to go any
3: further than that. That would absolutely taint oh. and ruin his career. It would ruin his life. Can you absolutely imagine? if that came out as truth.
1: Damn. That's a good, a good one, one, actually. Though. Yeah.
3: yeah, I never
1: even crossed my mind. I like that a lot. And obviously, like, all of our minds are going to go to sports because it's exactly where my mind is going as well. And kind of in, uh, in conjunction with the way our podcast works, it comes out that... The, the referees are on the NFL payroll. They're on the casinos payroll because they actually are fixing games and every single game that you ever watch has been fixed uh, for the most part in one way or another based off what Vegas uh, manipulates in terms of the handle that they've gotten on a game. If it came out that every single game has had Vegas's hand into it, it's been fixed and you've actually been playing a losing game most of the time, I think that would actually destroy everything.
3: Tell they me that would not end over. The- that could end, end the NFL, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nate, what do you think?
0: Uh, I'm not really pleased with my answer, I'm gonna keep it really brief. Um, but it was some things that were in the, the news uh, a few years ago, um, and I'm just gonna say four words: Donald Trump sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> None of us would want to see it, but every single one of us would watch it. I'm—I mean, I just, yeah. I—I'm not proud of it. I'm done talking now. But that would a, break the internet. <laughs> stormy How many ver-
2: release it,
1: <laughs> please, Stormy. How many verified Pornhub uploads do we get of Donald Trump's sex date <laughs>
0: Oh, oh man, I oh I don't even know. It's i have already thought too much about it and I, I hate it, but tell me the whole world
1: wouldn't want to see it. You seem so distraught over the answer that I'm going to go ahead and, and move on from this one. And what's going to break the internet, man.
2: Yeah. See, uh, I took a, a little bit more of a, of a literal approach to this and that would be a nuclear EMP being over Fun. <laughs> just knocking out all radio towers, cell towers, car electronics, airplane electronics, uh, it would be obviously like the biggest disaster in mankind history. And then it would put us into some kind of, uh, like post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, who knows what kind of what happened to mankind. So I went with, uh, nuclear EMP, literally breaking the internet,
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally breaking the internet, having a, a California, uh, South park episode there. If the internet right. does go out, um, so, obviously, we, we take on questions from anybody that is sports-related or that's kind of just funny for us to answer, but maybe the people want to get to know us personally a little bit, right? So, we have a listener, uh, uh, Kevin, who wants to know, outside of your favorite teams, obviously, because AT&T Park is just absolutely just the dime piece of uh, sports-watching events. Outside of your favorite team, what's your favorite venue to go to? And what is usually your go-to food if you've been there? Uh, go-to food or drink when you when you go there and i know kev we went to uh petco park recently and he loved the barbecue there so i know that's his answer (laughs) but nate do you have an answer for this one yeah mine's kind of a weird one
0: actually i mean not weird in the sense of the answer but i actually haven't seen a game there i've i've been to uh fenway park in boston um and i've i've walked the tour that they do um and it as a as a lifelong baseball fan it just felt like I was in this historic place, and we got to walk on the field, um, got to like put our hand on the the Green Monster, um, and just everything about that uh, was was really special to me. Um, learning that the seat behind uh, home plate is closer to the batter than the pitcher is is just so cool, um, and it, it just everything about that place felt really historic. Wasn't there for a game, so I couldn't I couldn't even begin to tell you what they what they eat there, but um, I it's definitely a bucket list thing for me to to go there and sit among the the sullivans and the the tommies and and just yeah, have a beer <laughs> have a beer with the boys and, and on the
1: socks i love it And what do you got for us
2: yeah so uh i've been to this uh stadium one time uh, and that was in this uh this past uh nba season and that would be the chase center uh i'm a lakers fan uh, not a Warriors supporter but uh, my wife, uh, through her her work, got some tickets uh, actually in uh, the Uber Suite, uh, so we were able to kind of get like uh. the, the King and Queen treatment when we went. Uh, the stadium is is incredible. Uh, it, it's like it's kind of reminds me of um, a little bit kind of like the the King's new stadium where it's a little more open. You kind of not a bad seat in the house, um, but we were in uh, obviously in the box, and that was like a, an awesome experience for us to uh, to get. Um, so uh, the Chase Center, I was really impressed with. Um, as far as the food, um, I'm not sure if they had anything really specific. Uh, we just had whatever food was in the, was in the suite, but, um, yeah, Chase Center was, I was really impressed with.
1: I have not had a chance to go to Chase Center yet as I moved away before the stadium opened, but I did hear the food is just fantastic in that stadium as well. Uh, Jez, I'm curious about your answer. Actually, what do you got for us?
3: Um, I'm actually going, I'm going against, uh, the question a little bit. It might not be accepted, but, um, there hasn't been, um, something besides 18 park and garlic fries that have topped that. But I want to go with a park I haven't visited and a food that I've heard is better than garlic fries. Not true, but I do want to try it. Is <laughs> I really want to go to Pittsburgh. I want to go to PNC park. I want to see the Allegheny. Um, and I want to try what they call the tachos it's tater tot nachos with pulled pork on tater tots. Um, I'm all in on that.
1: I like that answer actually. Uh, for mine, I've been, I've been to uh, formerly known as Enron field now safe co-field. I got a helmet nachos in a Seattle game, uh, obviously AT&T park, garlic fries and a applying. You can't really beat that. Uh, I've been in a, I've been to a, a warrior game at Oracle arena in the Oracle suite at the, at the half court line. Um, but I, Moving to the East Coast, I've got to experience a lot more sporting events in, in kind of these mecca of ballparks that I haven't been able, or stands that I haven't been able to go to. Nate mentioned uh, Fenway Park, and I'm a guy when it comes to like a big sporting event or something that I've Seen on TV my entire life, and I'm actually there. Like I, I went to Fenway for like a. It was against the A's actually. Ange, a known A's fan, uh, in the middle of the season, and they started doing the national anthem. I started crying because I was like, I'm at Fenway right now, first time ever, and this is just an amazing experience. And then. uh it was, it was just awesome. I didn't eat anything. I just drank beer and and got drunk, but I think I'm going to go with, uh, since I'm living in North Carolina now, I got to go to a game at Cameron Indoor for, for Duke. I won some tickets in a, uh, in a fundraising, uh, silent auction or something like that. And it was a preseason game. I think it it might have been in like Western Michigan or, or something like that. And, uh, just it was loud in there it's small it's tight it, you're way more on top of it than you think you are and the the Cameron crazies are just going insane and it gives another one of those things when things quieted down they started singing the national anthem I started crying again uh, I just get emotional about sports and I think a lot of us can can really relate to that and that was and I, I didn't and I loved a traditional ballpark food too I'll get like a nacho I'll get a, a chips and some like orange cheese and then like a hot dog and like a beer or something like that. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to food in the ballpark, a ballpark so, or, or a stadium, but I love it. Yeah. Glizzy. I'm a glizzy gladiator when it comes to a, a good sporting <laughs> event. So, um, I mean that we have one more question, guys, we'll answer it. Uh, I think it's actually a really good one from big T kind of gave us another good one this week, but, uh, you have to challenge one. And this I'm going to start with you challenge one NBA starter to a game of one-on-one and you have to win or you have to give yourself the best possible chance at winning. And it's a starter. Who do you challenge? It's by ones and twos first one to 11, which one are you going with. I
0: spent some time on this question. I'm, I'm really glad that you gave us uh, a preview of this beforehand because there's a lot of things <laughs> to consider. Um, and I think I actually kind of went against the grain. I, I don't know. We'll see what you guys come up with. Um, <laughs> It's kind of funny because uh, the person that, I, that I'm that i choosing is actually a former number one overall pick. Um, and yeah, so uh, I am going with the Orlando Magic's Markel Fultz. Uh, and my reason being is that he had a shoulder injury in college and came back and had just this broke jumper. And to his credit, he has improved a lot in the last year. Um last season he did he did a lot better. But my hope is I'm just gonna get up in his mentals and I'm just gonna talk shit about that that broke jumper. Um granted he can go right by me at any time, but look he's he's six two, one ninety-eight. I'm I'm a strong six about two forty. So I got some weight on him. <laughs> I you know, I back put the back to the basket and put some old school uh, piner moves on him. Uh I think I can get a couple buckets in there. He's still gonna take me out, but I'm gonna force him to go to the rack. Um, and and I might I might be able to swat a shot away because um, I know that broke jumper ain't falling. So that's uh, that's my pick. Uh, ironically, he's on my fantasy basketball team. So uh, hope, hopefully you got that jumper figured out. Um, but
1: Markel, come on, bring it. Did we all have Markel Fultz on our list. No, I no, I did. <laughs> oh, good. I, I I thought I was being uh, no. contrarian, but uh, all right.
2: No, it definitely crossed my mind, but yeah, it wasn't on my list.
1: Ange, where are you going?
2: So uh, there's a couple of things that I was uh, kind of keen on uh, to give myself a chance. And obviously the number one thing was height. I can't be going up against a guy that has uh, has been, like really dwarfed uh, as far as wingspan or height because I wouldn't be able to get a shot off. I just get checked every single time. Um, so I'm going with uh, Kyle Lowry. Uh, and what we're going to oh. do is, is we're just going to convince him that it's the playoffs. Um, so he's just okay. going to be just pooping himself <laughs> left and right. And then I'm going to get a couple buckets from three. Um, I'm still not going to win, but I'm going to put up uh, maybe two or three points in the match. Uh, so I'm going to kind of, you know, he can be a little doughy. Maybe effort isn't always there. Um, he's 34. He's actually older than me. One of the few people in the NBA is still older than me. Um, so I'm going to take my chances against six foot Kyle Lowry. Um, and hopefully he's just rattled uh, because I've hypnotized him into thinking
1: it's the playoffs. Going two guys playing the mental game against their opponent. I like it. (laughs) Playoff Kyle Lowry and then broke jumper Markel Fultz most. (laughs) Are you going point guard?
3: I am going point guard. I also (laughs) have the idea of I'm not going anybody taller than 6'4 or 6'5 because they'll just bully you. Um, I'm going the one and only Jesus, uh, Ricky Rubio. I have prepared my entire life to face a taller white basketball player as I've faced Logan in basketball who is two inches taller than me my entire life. Um, I'm still going to lose, but I believe I can maybe get some buckets, maybe drain some threes. Um, He's extremely crafty. So I I doubt I'll be able to stop him, but he is most likely my most chance at winning a one-on-one.
1: Uh, I hate to go a fourth point guard, but it seems like we're kind of all in the same strategy. Like we, we don't want to height disadvantage because the height that we do have is the only thing that we can really use. I'm, I'm also six, two, I'm more of like a 200 pounder kind of, kind of skinny. So I don't need a guy that is going to just like absolutely bully me or, or overtower me. And I, I thought about Patrick Beverly because his offensive game's not that great, but he will absolutely mm-hmm. talk so much shit to me that I'll just want to quit. Like I, oh, I just don't point. think I can handle right. it. And he, I think he's a pretty, he's a really strong dude too. So I think he'll just like bully me around. So I'm actually going kind of like almost in the uh, Markel Fultz direction. I'm going Alfred Payton, okay. who I don't, who is not a very good shooter. is not the most talented guy in the world. He kind of gets off by being a, a really good passer. Uh, and he's six, three, I'm six, two, I'm going to say I'm six, three, we're the same height. I don't care. And uh, I think I can play pretty good defense when I'm at good health and uh, I, I, I'm i just going to probably take a lot of jumpers. I don't think I'm really going to get by him, but I don't think he's a very good defensive player either. So give me a guy that's my height. He's quicker than me. Um, he probably still can shoot better than I can, but I'm getting points against him, I think, and I don't think he's really going to be that great of a defender. So give me give me Alfred Payton. The only guy that wasn't a point guard that I thought about was Duncan Robinson. <laughs> he's the only non-point guard that I can really think of that I may have a chance against. I, I
0: looked at a couple like unathletic, guys um like i looked at uh cody zeller like i feel like oh god i mean bald spot just, and all <laughs> yeah just like that athletic the, the the athlete's not there jaleel okafor is listed as a starter for the Detroit yeah. pistons i mean he's not going to give max effort you know he's Mm-mm. he's 40 pounds overweight um yeah I think like yeah. joe ingles joe ingles yeah yeah but he's such a good shooter and then he the other one that so i good the other one that I had written down and I'm going to butcher the name because I just don't pay enough attention to the thunder, but Lugans, Lugans. Lugans Dort or whatever his name is. He's a defensive guy. He's not out there yeah. to score. And, you know, he's, he's a shooting guard and just hoping that uh, that he's just going to put up some bricks and maybe I'll get a couple buckets.
1: He had some good games last year and he had, he did a game where he dropped over 30 at least once. I, I thought, say, but yeah. in the I bubble, look, I think he hit yeah. like six threes in one game or something like that. And I was like, Are these bad shooters. Yeah, outside of the NBA gym, are just amazing shooters too. Oh yeah, which is like, it's just like, it's literally, we probably collectively in our matchup would score three points.
2: Maybe, maybe maybe.
1: we would get absolutely smoked, but but at least we made the the the
0: effort uh, and we we've we've thought it out. I think. I think Kyle Lowry is going to absolutely destroy Andrew, but I do appreciate that he went. I do appreciate that he went with the mental aspect of it, like yeah. did with Marquel. Yeah.
2: No, you know, um, no, you're totally right. Markel Fultz is going to is going to battle you. You guys yeah. going to have a nail biter, of course.
0: <laughs> the top top
1: overall pick in the 2017 draft or whatever, and I'm going toe to toe with him, no problem. And that's it. We all think we can beat point guards uh, in a one-on-one basketball game. It's set in stone now. Uh, That's a podcast. That's the end of episode four for Niz, for Ange, for most. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at T-U-F underscore pod. And everybody, stay tough.